Welcome brides and bridal biz besties to the Pick a Seat, Not a Side podcast, where we unravel the secrets to a bride's dream wedding experience and empower makeup artists and hairstylists to take their businesses to the next level. I'm your host, Patrice Williams, and not too long ago, I went from being a stressed out, overworked, and underpaid assistant director in higher education to being the owner of a thriving, multiple six-figure bridal beauty business. I'm here to share the lessons that I've learned and the wisdom that I've gained working with both brides and freelancers from lots of trial and error, mistakes, losses, but also a good deal of wins. So I'm so grateful that you've tuned in to the Pick a Seat, Not a Side podcast, where we are covering all things bridal and beauty. So grab a snack and pick a seat, but not a side. Welcome back to another freaking episode of the Pick a Seat, Not a Side podcast. I know it has been a hot freaking minute since I updated and uploaded another episode, but I am here with a quickie and this message that I have is truly going to be just something that's been on my heart. I'd say more pressing over the past, like I'd say two, two and a half weeks. So I'm really excited to share this message. I hope that it is received with all of the love that's contained in the message. Um, But of course, Before we get into the episode, y'all know I have to tell you what has been making me feel freaking fantastic this week. And it's honestly very similar to what was making me feel fantastic during the last episode, but we're officially in the season of slowing down. And unless you are a bridal professional, I think that it's hard to really visualize why it feels so good to be in a season of slowing down. But, you know, 2023 has been the busiest year that we have seen yet. And as an independently owned and operated company, it becomes a lot during busy season when you scaled and when you've grown and when you're servicing every single weekend, sometimes four and five times in one weekend. So, Because we are officially in the season of slowdown, it feels so good. I'm so excited to really start just like implementing things that I've been putting on the back burner. I'm so excited to start working on um, just enhancing the client experience for 2024. I'm so excited to work on enhancing the team experience for 2024. I'm so excited to just make things look nicer, look prettier, start editing. It feels very, very good. And being officially in the slower season, you just have time to like tap into a more creative part of your brain because you're not so much in survival mode. And I am just so freaking grateful for that. Um, Second thing that's making me feel really good this week is... I don't know if Amazing Lace pops up on anybody else's Instagram, but Amazing Lace pops up on my Instagram multiple times a day. 
And they are always showing these like sparkly knee high and thigh high boots. So I finally caved and I bought a pair. I bought the standing room only boots and I will be sure to link them in the show notes, but I am obsessed with them. They fit phenomenally. They look phenomenal. It's a three inch heel, so it's not a super killer, but I cannot wait to make an appearance with these boots. And I am a clothing lover. I am a shoe lover. It's a problem. However, there is just something that feels so good about like loving the clothes that you're wearing and just like feeling fantastic in them. So I cannot wait to have that feeling when I wear these boots. So, you know, it's kind of like a, if you know, you know, kind of thing. If you're not a shopper, I know people that like don't like to shop or kind of like, uh, whatever, but I love to shop. I love cute clothes. Granted, I wear like a two piece sweatsuit, you know, six and a half days out of the week. But I promise I do love just like cute, nice clothes and I cannot wait to wear these boots. So that's what's making me feel fantastic this week. Let's get into this quick episode. So this episode is definitely inspired by two things. Um, And maybe you can even call it three things, but Recently, and I'd say about two weeks ago from when I'm recording this episode, we had just a dream freaking client. Now, we've had a lot of dream clients throughout our lifetime, um, but there's one that stands out in particular just because we had very similar stories. We just connected on a very personal level. We used to work in the same industry. Um, We are both in interracial and intercultural relationships. So we had a lot to talk about when it came to that. Um, And just being young professional women of color, it was just like a soul connection. Every once in a while, yes, I love all of our clients. And I think that we have been so fortunate over the years to A, have that phone consultation to make sure that it's going to be a good experience for the both of us. (laughs) But we've been so fortunate to have truly, truly amazing clients. Now, as your volume starts to increase, yes, some clients that may not have been an exact match do tend to seep in through the cracks. But for the most part, I just want to preface it by saying we work with some freaking amazing clients. I hear so many horror stories from so many other people and it causes me to just like pause and be so freaking appreciative and thankful and grateful and feel so blessed that a lot of things that or a lot of common horror stories that a lot of people go through we have not necessarily seen that so I just want to preface it by saying that however I would be remiss if I didn't share this particular example and why it is influencing the content of this episode so just a dream client you know, beautiful conversation, beautiful, heartfelt, vulnerable conversation. And I left that trial. Now, mind you, it was also at the very tail end of busy season. And when you're at the tail end of busy season, you start to run out of steam. And 
this interaction and just this experience with this particular client just like reignited some hope in me again that things are going to be okay that um the business is going to be okay that you know there is still joy and love to be found in the work that we do and i held on to that and held space for that as well because once you start to get to the end of the season, you do start to experience a level of burnout. While yes, it is still important that as a team, we're still providing the same level of service and the same client experience. However, once you leave work after you've given you know, everything that's in your reserve tank, it is very hard to apply yourself to other areas of your life. So leaving that interaction for the first time in a long time, I didn't feel that like drain of like, oh my God, I got to go lay down now. I truly felt like, wow, I could either A, run through a wall (laughs) or B, I, I just had hope. I don't, I don't know how else to explain it besides having hope. And I was so incredibly grateful for that moment. So, you know, I leave the studio, I'm riding on a high, I'm feeling just this like refreshed hope and this refreshed excitement for work and this refreshed joy for what I do. And then I, of course, hop on social media. I'm in a lot of Facebook groups where artists can present different client situations that they're dealing with and get the advice of other artists. And there was one in particular that was truly just freaking heartbreaking. So um, I'm going to present the story as general as possible. It's not someone that's from the area that I service in. However, I do want to make sure that I am exercising a little bit of discretion um, to protect the identity of both the client and the artist. So um, this particular artist had a hair and makeup trial, or maybe it was just makeup. I think it was just makeup. Had a makeup trial booked with this artist. Unfortunately, the artist's mom had a heart attack that morning. And so the artist emailed this client explaining the situation that her mom had a heart attack, had to be rushed to the hospital. So she was going to have to reschedule the trial. Mind you, this was not a wedding day. This was just a hair and makeup trial. So well enough in advance prior to the wedding day in order to be able to reschedule. She felt bad about it, of course, as anyone would. The client responded very, very nasty, saying that I'm sorry for your situation. However, you can't be trusted to show up on my wedding day if you're already canceling the trial. Therefore, I want my money back and I'd like to, and actually she didn't say I want my money back. She demanded and expected her money back because she was canceling the services because the trial was canceled ultimately because the artist mom had a heart attack. Now I'm reading this after just feeling like, oh my gosh, yes, like there is hope. I do think that we're moving in a different direction and things are getting better just in the industry and in terms of how we're being treated as artists. And then I open the phone and I read this and I'm absolutely going to empathize with the artist, A, because I know what it feels like to 
have a parent who is in declining health and your hands are tied and you do have other responsibilities and there isn't much that you can do. So yes, I absolutely, my heart goes out to that artist for that reason, because after losing my mom, that whole stint of, you know, being in the hospital all the time and then, you know, essentially waiting for the call of when, you know, her life was essentially over after being on hospice, I know what that feels like. But I also had these feelings of just rage and anger that, because someone is a bride, we are using that as a reason to be so demanding and so entitled and so privileged and sometimes so downright nasty. So I want to talk about that today. I want to hash that out. Um, I want to give my thoughts both on the service provider side and on the bride side, because yes, I am planning my wedding as well. So I do understand both sides. And as engagement season comes up and, you know, booking season will come up for other bridal beauty professionals, I want us to just be very prepared to be approaching vendors, small businesses, heck, even large businesses, humans in general, I want us to be prepared to start approaching and interacting with humans from a place of love rather than a place of stress and demand. So I have three things that I want to share with you um, that are just really food for thought that I want you to think about as you're facing stressful or difficult situations when you're interacting with your wedding vendors. And before I get into those tips, I know I said that this episode is inspired by two things. The second thing is a recent post that I made um, a couple days ago on the MU8 Bridal Beauty Instagram page. So I am going to explain the picture I will make sure that I link the post in the show notes as well so that you can take a look for yourself. Um, But I want to explain the picture and I want to read the caption as well. So um, this picture was taken over the summer from a bride who was like, again, dream freaking client, just amazing. We had so much fun both on her trial and her wedding day. And she actually had a pole in her bedroom. Um... And me being the kind of person that I am, I asked her to teach me just like how to do a simple trick. So she taught me how to do a spin after we finished her hair and makeup. So it was just fun. It was a good time. Like just the highlight, one of the one of the highlights of the year. And you can see that in this photo. And let me read the caption to you. So I said, taking a quick break to share this reflection of the 2023 season. In this picture, you can just feel the excitement in the room without being there. The vibes were high. The conversation was great. Fun was had. I even learned how to do a full spin. And that's how it should feel for everyone involved. For brides and bridal pros, if it doesn't feel good, it isn't good. For brides, you want to be diligent about your vendor search, making sure that each vendor contributes to the elevation and enjoyment of your day. Bridal pros, each client should contribute to the elevation and enjoyment of your job. No one is better than the other. No party is more important than the other. 
we have a mutual impact on each other's lives and we should both be feeling that. As I look back on the year that we've had, 2023 has presented some of the most difficult situations and challenges and we've had to quickly learn, pivot and adjust to and from. While going through these things, I questioned everything. Will it get better? Should I keep going? Is this a new normal? Should I go back to working in higher ed? Is this really worth it? And my only conclusion is that if it doesn't feel like the feeling in this picture, things likely weren't aligned. But I'll take the losses and the speed bumps and use those experiences to make 2024 so much better. More importantly, I'll tuck some of those not so great moments away so that when it feels fantastic and aligned, I'll appreciate it that much more. So as we move into booking season and we are meeting our new brides and bridal pros and other brides-to-be, as you're booking and securing, please take the time to be sure that your decisions are aligned and you know with so much certainty that your day or your career will be elevated and enhanced as a result of who you chose. Choose phenomenally. So when I looked back on those pictures, which I just got um, in the email, it also inspired me to talk about just the nature of human interactions and how we can better ourselves so that you know the industry isn't so tainted. Because the first thing that people ask a lot of times when they come into the studio is, oh my God, I know you deal with some horrific brides. Tell me all of the horror stories. And that should not be the first thing that we think of when we think, oh, this person works with brides. The first thing that we should be thinking of is, wow, it must be so cool that you have the opportunity to spend one of the best days of someone's life with them. You have the opportunity to start their day off with them. That's what I want us to be focusing on, not this like doom and gloom. And I think that we are feeding into the doom and gloom as brides a little bit too much, but I want us to take a step back. So like I said, here are three pieces that I just want you to chew on, just want you to munch on, and I want you to think about how they can be implemented as you're doing your vendor search. The first thing that I want you to think about is that we are all humans, both you as the bride and us as the service provider. We are all humans and no one is above kindness. And a lot of times, you know, when things start to get a little bit spicy (laughs) via email or via telephone or in our interactions, And I say our, just meaning us collectively as bridal professionals and you collectively as the bride. A lot of times we'll hear brides use the excuse, well, I'm paying for this service, so this is what I expect. And I understand it because, you know, you are exchanging your dollar for a service that you need to be receiving. However, your dollar does not buy you a ticket to be disrespectful or to be nasty to another human being. And while I do understand that, yes, you are paying for a service, it's not 
a charitable donation that you're giving, right? It's not like you are not getting something in return. Yes, you're paying for that service. However, the service provider is also providing that service. So no one is above the other person in this situation. So I want us to get away from the privilege and entitlement of my dollar is buying me the ability to be demanding and to be disrespectful. Because if your dollar was not being returned with a service, maybe I'll give you a slight pass. However, your dollar is being returned to a service. So it is just an exchange for an equal platform. I hope that makes sense. And additionally, a lot of times, especially on wedding day, when we're surrounded by the bride's friends and family, if the bride tends to get a little spicy, or if things take a left turn because of a hiccup that happened with, you know, something that is anticipated further down the road. A lot of times we hear the friends and family say, oh, well, it's okay. You're allowed to act like that because you're the bride. And while yes, this day is about you, right? And you've paid an exorbitant amount of money in order for things to go as you planned. However, not only does your dollar not buy you the ability to be disrespectful, but neither does your title of being the bride. Because at the end of the day, yes, you are the bride and we want you to have a fantastic day and we want you to feel like your day is executed as perfectly as possible. But you are still a human. You still put your pants on one leg at a time, just like everybody else does. You still wake up in the morning, brush your teeth, wash your face and shower just like everyone else does. So I don't want your ego and the ego of others to tell you that you have a pass to not be a good human because you are getting married. If anything, that should be the reason why you are a fantastic human because you are getting a privilege that many other people have tried and failed at, that many other people have not experienced yet. You are getting a privilege of having a luxury experience because let's be real, wedding is a luxury experience. You are having the privilege of having a luxury experience with so many other people would kill to be in your position to have. So I want us to think about it and exercise just a level of humility when we are utilizing our dollar amount and our title as leverage to do and say whatever we want without filter. Second thing that I want you to think about is learning how to say hard things well so that the message isn't lost in the tone. And I cannot take credit for that exact wording. I recently saw a reel um, of a pastor who was discussing communication and learning how to have difficult conversations and being mindful of how your message is going to be received rather than just being mindful that you need to get your point across. And I think that the ultimate level of maturity and the ultimate level of respect is being able to have difficult conversations while still keeping your ego and your temper in check. And yes, I know that as the bride, you are juggling 
so many things. I get it. Trust me, I get it. I'm planning my own wedding also while executing the wedding of hundreds of other brides. So I absolutely understand the pressure that's applied when you have to, you know, plan the biggest party and biggest celebration of your life with all of these moving pieces. And when one thing or two things, or sometimes when it feels like all things go wrong, the quickest thing that we do is react, right? But I want us to start to get into the habit of learning how to say hard things well, because if there is a difficult situation that you need to address with a vendor, whether it be a timeline discrepancy or a fee that was overlooked that you're just now noticing or a hair and makeup change or issue, whatever, regardless of the vendor or regardless of who you're working with, I don't want you to be in a position where now the relationship is stained because the priority was being right and getting your point across rather than the priority being, let me present this message in a way that can be received so that productivity can happen. Because when we have a difficult conversation, we we hit a fork in the road. We have one of two options. We either have option A, where, like I said, we're going to be speaking based on being heard and based on getting our point across and based on being right, regardless of the tone and regardless of how it comes across, or We have option two, where we can send our message through a filter, think about ourselves on the receiving end, think about how is this message going to be received based on, and this is the key part, based on who I'm speaking to, because not everyone is going to have the same communication style. And I'm going down a little bit of a rabbit hole, but I'm going to pull myself back in a second. So we can either be right and say whatever we want. Or we can send that message through a filter with empathy, with love, with respect, with relatability, and come to a productive outcome. One of two choices. I say choose the latter because guess what? That's only going to benefit you. It's only going to benefit the relationship with your vendor. It's only going to benefit you on wedding day. And I'm going to admit something that a lot of people probably won't admit. And that is when a vendor feels good about the relationship that they have established with their client, they are going to do better work. No one will say it. I will be the first to say it because when we walk into a situation where we know it is high stress, high pressure. We know that that bride wants to essentially be right. We know that that bride wants to get her point across. We know that that bride is leveraging her dollar for disrespect. She's leveraging her title for disrespect. It becomes very hard to want to be in that environment. Yes, we are professionals, but yes, we are also humans. And I was a human before I was a professional. So when we walk into an environment and we know that we have a great rapport, a great relationship with that bride, we know we're not walking into a hostile environment, 
our work becomes that much better because we feel better about the work that we're doing. And when we feel good about the work that we're doing, you as the bride will also feel good about the work that we're doing. So learning how to say hard things well boosts the rapport, allows for a productive outcome, and ultimately allows for an enjoyable wedding day. And at the end of the day, that's all you want and that's all we want for you as well. And the last thing that I want you to think about is truly what is the root of your stress? Because a lot of times, and this goes for relationships, this goes for when you're communicating with your vendor, this goes, this is, this is applicable to so many areas of your life, is what is the root of the stress? Because nine times out of 10, what we're projecting is not the root cause of the issue. And while there can be so many root causes of what causes you stress come wedding day or while you're planning for the wedding, I believe, and you can take this, you can leave it, but I encourage you to sit with it. I believe that because society has told us that wedding planning is stressful, because society has told us that, oh my gosh, it's so much work and so many moving parts and you have to make so many decisions and it's so exhausting that, you know, you're going to like have bald patches in your hair because society has told us that we've almost adopted it as a self-fulfilling prophecy. So when it comes time to plan the wedding, we are automatically attacking it from a state of overwhelm. Case in point, I see it all the time in these Facebook groups. Brides will post, oh, I just got engaged and I'm already so overwhelmed. Sis, you got engaged last week. What are you stressed about? This is supposed to be exciting. You're still supposed to be hung over from the 18 parties that people threw you and the free drinks that people got you because you just got engaged. There is nothing that has been stressful yet, but society has told us that it's overwhelming and that it's stressful. And when you start to plan a wedding, you wanna be mindful of the messages that you're taking in and what you're allowing yourself to believe. Because A, I want you to think about what the root of the stress is and why it's there in the first place and what we need to do in order to move past it. So what is the root of the stress, A, and B, Are we going to choose to breathe life into the root of the stress or are we going to choose to breathe life into why we're here in the first place? And why we're here in the first place is to celebrate you, to celebrate your spouse, to celebrate the life and relationship that you've built together and to celebrate the next chapter with all of the people that you love. Why is the latter stressful? That's what I want you to think about. I want you to start to be intentional about limiting your stress. I want you to start to be intentional about thinking, where is this stress coming from? And not only where is it coming from, but how and why have I allowed it? Because when you allow that negativity to seep in through your filter, because no, ultimately no one wants to feel stress, right? But when you allow that negativity and that stress to seep in through that filter, now you are handing that out to other people, most of whom do not deserve to be on the receiving end of it. So just be mindful about where the stress is coming from, why it's coming up for you, and what you can do to move forward. 
So I hope that you enjoyed just those three things that I want you to think about as we move into booking season and as we move into engagement season. And I hope that this message is received with love. It truly, truly, truly is curated and made with love. And these are just things that I want us to be mindful of because we are on the vendor side of the industry starting to be tainted by this stain of, oh my goodness, difficult clients. Oh my goodness, people are just getting crazier by the day. Oh my goodness, people are talking to us however we want. And I don't think that it needs to be like that. It should be completely enjoyable, especially with with booking your vendors, right? Like these are your dream, this is your dream team that's helping you bring your vision to life. It should not be doom and gloom. It should not be this, you know, traumatic stress response every time we interact. It should be something lighthearted. It should be fun. It should be collaborative. And for Bridal Pros, if you're listening to this, every client that you choose should make you feel fantastic about the work that you do. And if you do not feel that, that means that it wasn't aligned. Brides, if you do not feel that your day is going to be elevated and enhanced as a result of the vendors that you chose, that means that that decision was not aligned. So I want you to think about these things. I would love to exchange some dialogue about this. Be sure to connect on Instagram at either Pick a Seat Podcast or at MUA Bridal Beauty. And I hope that this was helpful. Be sure to share this episode with a bride that is also planning. I think one person at a time, we do have the ability to change the nature of the industry. And I'm excited to see what 2024 brings. So until next time, be sure to pick a seat and not a side. Thank you so much, brides and bridal biz besties for tuning into another fire episode of Pick a Seat, Not a Side, where we empower brides and bridal beauty pros on their journey to the big day. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Pick a Seat Podcast for all of the latest updates. And for all the brides searching for their dream hair and makeup team, be sure to follow MU8 at MU8 Bridal Beauty on Instagram. And you can inquire for your big day at www.mu8bridalbeauty.com. We would absolutely love your podcast support. So please be sure to subscribe and leave us a sparkling review if you're loving what you're hearing because your feedback allows us to continue to sprinkle our magic. But until next time, stay beautiful, my friends, and don't forget to pick a seat and not a side.